In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Revelation 7, verse 9. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This is our text. This is the text that Pastor Marshall spoke on with reference to the work of the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, which provides Christian literature to Christians in various countries. We often hear it said that we need to befriend other people and we people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. But this ministry seeks to put the Word of God into the hands of people. Twenty years ago there was no Lutheran church in Ethiopia and now there's a church numbering over three million. Because the Word of God in the form of Luther's catechism was placed into the hands of developing Christians who happily identified themselves as Lutheran and shared this faith with others. Much as the Reformation spread, not because Luther befriended people of influence, but because the message of God shone through his writings and people eagerly sought them. Our text tonight shows the church in glory. They're in an unnumberable multitude Many have been saved. They are from every nation, from all tribes and languages, standing before the throne. And Pastor Marshall's question at the time was, how did they get there? They got there because the Word of God came to them. They would not say that they'd made a decision for Christ. They could not say that. For it is not we who decide for Christ, but Christ who decides for us. And the word of God, his message, is the instrument by which God creates faith in our hearts. St. Paul said he was not ashamed of the gospel. It is God's power to salvation for those who believe. It is the gospel that creates faith in the heart. It is the gospel that persuades us. It is the gospel that leads us to repent. Now in one sense it's the law that leads us to repent. God's message of law shows us our sin and drives us to despair. And if we rely on the law alone we would be left in despair. And like Judas who betrayed Christ and was confronted by the law in his despair went and hanged himself. That's not the kind of repentance that honors God or pleases him. It is the gospel that speaks to us in our moment of need, in our moment of desperation, in our moment of despair, to show us that we have a gracious God who receives us, not because of our merits, but because of Jesus suffering on the cross in our place. So we have no role in our own salvation. 
Luther made that clear in the small catechism, his explanation to the third article of the Apostles' Creed. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in my Lord Jesus Christ or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith, even as he calls, gathers, enlightens and sanctifies the whole Christian church in the one true faith and keeps it with Jesus Christ. So this is God's work among us. But ironically, though we cannot have a role in our own salvation, God chooses to use believers to have a role in the salvation of others. He calls us to share that word, to share the gospel with others, and we do so in many ways. I've often spoken about the word of God living and active in your lives how your example influences those closest to you. Not as much by what you directly say and do, but what people see happening in your life when you think they're not watching. But that same living faith also finds expression in outward actions, like church attendance, like prayers for missions, like offerings to special ministries, like our Lutheran Women's Missionary League, like our Lutheran Heritage Foundation. And the Spirit may be moving you to some other cause or some other way to assist God's mission, but certainly to pray that others may come to a knowledge of the truth and be saved and to let our actions and our dollars follow our prayers is a God-pleasing thing. There's an old story, I am told it is of Chinese origin, I don't really know, of people who were in hell and in paradise. And the people who were in hell were all seated around a pot of soup. And they were chained to their chairs so they couldn't get up and get any soup. And they had a big long spoon tied to their forearm. And with that spoon they could get the soup. But the soup they could not bring to their mouths because the spoon was way out there. And so they cried in despair as they could not feed themselves. And that was a picture of hell. But in paradise, it was the same setup. A big bowl of soup in the middle. People chained to their chairs. People with long spoons tied to their forearms. But they rejoiced and were happy because each one dipped in and fed his neighbor. You see, the irony is that we cannot feed ourselves, we cannot save ourselves. But God in his grace, by making us a part of the body of Christ, invites us to reach out to others with the word of God. Because the power of God is what changes hearts and leads people to salvation. Woe to us if we take credit for what God is doing. Woe to us if we try to claim credit for what God is pleased to do through us. But woe to us if we deny God's call to service. Woe to us if we are not open to God working through us as members of his church to reach out to those 
who need his gospel. Now, if you look at our text, the angel asked the apostles, do you know who these are? And he says, no, but you know. And the angel answers, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. As Pastor Marshall shared with us about the work of Lutheran Heritage Foundation and that example of three million Ethiopians embracing the gospel and taking the name Lutheran, I wondered how come that doesn't happen in our country? How come you don't see Americans hungering and thirsting to receive the word of God and embrace the gospel? And it occurred to me, because we have not been through our great tribulation yet. You know, people in Africa and in India, these are places where Christians are under threat of persecution. The Ethiopian Christians have endured political unrest, violence, and famine. And I suppose it changes your perspective on life when you've come close to death that many times. It opens you up to the help of heaven when you despair of every earthly prop. And perhaps this is why the formerly called third world countries are open and eager to receive the gospel of Christ because they have been through tribulation. Perhaps that's the blessing that our country needs. Tribulation to open us up to reliance solely on God and not to live the complacent lives that so characterize our society. May God's will be done. May he have mercy upon us. But most of all, may he bless us with his word to salvation in Jesus' name and to sharing of this salvation with others. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.